Howdy, Hadley. Hi, Dave. What do you say we take a ride? You got it, man. I'm back in the saddle again. Out where a friend is a friend. We're all friends here. Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lowly gypsum weeds. Back in the saddle again. Oh, man, I love it. It makes me miss Hadley Barrett. And if you don't like Hadley Barrett, take a baseball bat and destroy your computer. Okay. (laughs) The coolest dude ever. Rump chat back in the saddle. Yes, we're back. Sorry that I had a baby. (laughs) No. My bad. You know, um, I think everybody's pretty understanding about it. But, like, the people didn't know uh, about the baby thing. Uh, I was getting tons of messages on Instagram and like text, like I showed you, um, JV, cousin JV, we call him JV's balls. Where's the new rump chat? Um, Everyone's like, man, we're missing rump chat. I'm like, "Um, well, we, uh, Hambone's baby, Augustus, is now here. Round of applause for the Hilton family. Yes, thank you, buddy. Which actually, he got here a little earlier. Yeah, he's uh he's actually two weeks early. So his his due date was yesterday. <laughs> if we would have done things normally, but surprise, uh, yeah, we went in on the. Um, well, he was breached, which means he was upside down and in, inside uh, mama. Ooh. So, um, which takes out any opportunity of a natural uh, birth, right? And unless he flips back over, but. Uh, so, and he wasn't, but for the last few weeks and, and by then he was big enough to where things were too tight. And so we go in, we kind of planned on the 28th, uh, her doctor was on vacation the week before <laughs> and he's awesome though. But anyway, we go in to check her what, fluids to make sure that they were still good and wits fluids that is. And, and, uh, there were like, it was like 1130 that day and, uh, they were low, low, like a two. And you're not supposed to be below a five. Ooh. And so uh, the doctor that was there, she's a doctor, ran really awesome. And she goes, uh, so, yeah, we're going to have this baby today. And we're like, uh. All right. Okay. She goes, how does 2.30 sound? <laughs> this is 1130 in the morning. Oh, what you, shit. What are you supposed to say that? Actually, that's not good. What Daddy, about tomorrow you know, at four? You know what? I was actually planning on going to Uncle Julio's for lunch. <laughs> if we could push that back. Yeah, no. So basically, like, the placenta was all used up. You know, he wasn't getting what he needed, so we had to get him out of there. And uh, went upstairs. Uh, She uh, had a C-section, and and she loved it. Uh, She was out of the room and back in within an hour. Mm. It was nothing. Like, and I went in there, and it was an amazing experience. I cried like a baby. And we usually wit cries at everything. And she didn't, but she was in the spirit. <laughs> you got a dart in your neck. <laughs> so, yeah, it was an amazing experience. You know, everybody says, uh, you know, gives their experience and say, oh, you'll never feel nothing like it. Well, and I, we knew obviously it was going to be amazing, but it just, until you experience it, it is truly amazing. Like I never knew I could love something so much, you know, you know, the Bible says you're supposed to love your spouse more than your kids. Whit and I look at each other like, mm, I don't know about Whoa. that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe everything the Bible says, but that's a stretch. What book is that in? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what they say. Yeah, but he's here. He's a, he's healthy. He's great. a cute baby. And I will tell you this. I, I've been saying this for years about babies. 
if I see a baby that's not cute, I'm not going to say that's a cute baby because I don't want to be that guy. So there are ugly babies. Oh, I've seen one and he's a rump chat listener and I'm, (laughs) and I'm not going to say his name, but he had, and his wife had a baby and the baby's four now and, and is, you know, a pretty cute toddler, but for a baby, yeah, this dude looked terrible. Um, so God, and I don't mean that bad. Oh yeah. No, no, no offense. I I told him, I said, if this baby is not cute, I'm not going to say this is a cute baby. Okay. So I saw the baby and I, they pulled like it was covered. It was in a stroller with like a, like a thing over the top and they pulled it back and I go, ho ho, shit, that's an ugly baby. (laughs) And the wife got extremely upset. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, it doesn't, you shouldn't, you don't, you don't have to tell them to their face. Like I've seen a lot of ugly babies, but you don't, so you don't say it to the parent's face. It's just kind. Well, I don't want to be a liar. I don't want to be the guy that says you have a cute baby. Okay, here's an example. I tell you your baby is cute. The baby is ugly as sin. What do you do? Oh, Christmas comes about. You're sitting in your house on a Sunday morning reading through the paper when you see an ad in the paper for a cute baby contest from J.C. Penney's. You're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, well, Justin Rumford said I have a cute little baby. I should put this baby in this contest. You talk to your spouse, you get the baby an elf outfit or a Santa Claus outfit. You take the baby to the mall. You get there and there's 30, maybe 70 other babies there. I don't know how many are in these contests. Your baby comes in last place, 70th. And you feel like a dick because your ugly ass baby didn't place all because I said your baby was cute. So that, my friend, is logic to the baby situation i feel is everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it god have mercy on your soul (laughs) what are you talking about i'm saying don't lie about (laughs) so if you if if i say somebody's baby's cute that means that they're gonna go is there even is there is there even jc pennies anymore uh, well, there's ads. Oh, that's right. There's Sears that went away. Yeah. Sorry. And but the thing is also like there's not just that. There's... <laughs> that's that is pretty funny actually. Well, no, it's not supposed to be funny. It's real life. It's oh the, oh you're getting this stuck is rub chat now. where we're real shit. But seriously, like if a ba- and not all babies are gonna be cute. No, they're not. They're not. But I will tell you this. Um, and I'm just very happy that if, honestly that was one of the first things I said was like thank God he's cute. Hold on, this is things. Let me do this real quick. There we go. Yeah, and sorry, we for, had a little buzzing in our heads. If, if I had to describe Hambone, he's um, a pretty averaged mid to late thirties male. As in, he's not. He's he, Hambone is. If he if he was a pickup, I'd describe <laughs> him like this. He'd be like an 07 Dodge that's really nice and it's loaded. No, but it's got a couple not, dents and dings. Not dings an 07, because that's when the the what was it the six sevens came out. I want to be the five nine. Go 06 at least. Okay, he's an 06 Dodge. It there looks, you go. He don't look bad. He kind of you know, kind of you know, none of the tires match, and but like everything inside's pretty clean. But it's like four hundred thousand miles. And um, yeah, but at least I'm packing a spare tire. <laughs> me too. And you're a dick. No, I mean this good. Like what I'm saying is you're you're not you know you're not. You're not a Matthew McConaughey. No, but, but no. for some reason, and it must be your wife's genetics, 
but your baby is beautiful. Now, if you take that dude to J.C. Penney's, I will bet, and like cash money, he probably will end up first. Top, top five. Top for, five. First through eighth place. <laughs> Do we wait to get the call? <laughs> just got the call from J.C. Penney's. Kid made in the top five. Why isn't there any just didn't get the call posts? There hasn't been, and that is the time of year. Oh, that well, I, didn't get the well didn't get the call. No, nobody ever. Yeah, as we are makes that post as we are rump chatting in November. Um, we we've made it through NFR voting season. Uh, yeah, and, and awards and yeah, which is great. Those of us who, who did get the call, I can't yeah. even say it. I can't even say it. Ah. Well, but we're I, honored. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, you know, the, the new rodeo season, and this is what, <laughs> speaking of posts, the people who put, the contract personnel put, now booking, they make the, they, they, they make a picture and they have like an ad and it's like, now booking for 2020. Uh, I've been booking for 2020 since 2015. Now booking. So I don't, I, it bothers me because what, what are you going to, okay, rump. What? Say you put a post on there, now booking in, for 2020. So are you saying if a rodeo calls you in June, hey, we want to hire you open for our dates in 2020? You know what? I am, but my books aren't open yet. So we're going to have to wait until books open. <laughs> God. You'll have to call my mom. She does all my booking. She's, yeah. she, she's at work right now. <laughs> your wife does all yours. So I know. And it's actually better that way. We are a business. Speaking of NFR, National Finals Rodeo stuff, huge news. Big news coming from Logan Coach Studios right now. Pro Fantasy Rodeo Rump Chat. Yes. We are bringing you a prize package like none other. We're having Rump Chat Rodeo League with Pro Fantasy Rodeo and... It's, it's gonna be the tits. Awesome. For everyone that doesn't know about Pro Fantasy Rodeo, Pro Fantasy Rodeo is awesome. You get on there, you buy a team, just like uh, like Pro Fantasy Football, you know. And so during the finals, you put your team together. But they've paid out over two million dollars since they started. Two million dollars. Pro Fantasy Rodeo. It pays ten places in the go round, one hundred places in the average. And the average winner of Pro Fantasy Rodeo will receive a 2018 brand new 3500 Crew Cab Dually Dodge pickup. Dodge. Ram. It's Ram. Ram. Second place is 10 grand. Yeah. I'm but if you, you win the Rump Chat League. So, again, there's other prize packs you yeah, can enter. And it costs a, cost a little more, but the, the awards are through the roof. So, yeah. like, uh, the best league to get into. Is the rump check? Yeah, one, because we will be talking shit on to, everybody, on everybody, and uh, we can let other people talk shit on other people, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Plus, we are giving away. Oh, this is gonna be cool. So, like at most rodeo events, they give away buckles or spurs. But if you win the Pro Fantasy Rodeo Rump Chat League. You're going to win a title belt, like a WWF title belt. Yes. And you can hold it over your head. Yeah. 
And then you take that title belt and you just hit the crap out of anybody that's ever said anything bad to you. <laughs> I but, love it. Ho- but so, besides that, though, besides just the title belt, you can win way more cool shit. So than that. Uh, this is uh, we have put together a prize pack. Now this is for because you can't really you can't win. <laughs> the league and go to this year's yeah, it's, for it's, t- it's kind of over after the 10th round yeah. so but if you th- win the league this year yeah we're we are going to have prizes uh we've just got to uh, get that lined out but we're gonna have prizes for entering for this year's nfr yeah but this is our prize package for winning this year's rump chat pro rodeo fantasy league so this is for the 2020 nfr next year's nfr you get Round trip airfare for two to Las Vegas. Um, that has to be from the continental U.S. Yeah. or Canada. You can't fly there from Japan, but no. So and sorry for uh, um, uh, and we're actually. Um, did you know this? We are the 128th ranked uh, podcast in South Korea. <laughs> that is true. Uh, Ferg gave me that bit of information. America, bitches. So sorry, uh, our listeners in South Korea. You're going to have to pay for your own flight, but you still can get. Besides the airfare, you can get a hotel suite at the Tropicana Las Vegas for two nights. Get this. Two gold buckle seats for a performance of the National Finals Rodeo. Let me repeat that. Two gold buckle, gold buckle seats, you can, y'all. You can, That's the first so, four rows. Dirt will hit you in the face. You're so close to the action. It's like you're almost pulling Trenton Montero's bareback rigging. Almost. <laughs> You can you can you can smell Tilden Hooper's flowing locks as they go by. You're close enough you could get ringworm from Hunter Cure. <laughs> okay, we gotta get back Anyhow, to that, but I'm gonna go through the Gold Buckle seats are great. Yeah, don't high five Hunter Cure. Uh he will get you ringworm. Okay, so two gold buckle seats. Also two VIP tickets for two performances of the BFO Las Vegas Championship. Yep. Which is the premier bullfights. Bull out there, there's other chameleons, but uh, there's only one BFO. Yep. That's all I'm going to say about that. $250 Cavender's gift card, a VIP table, and a $100 bar tab to Rump's Rodeo Party at the Orleans. Thank you, Jackie Ferrando and Boyd Gaming. And, yeah, for the record, I just want to put out on that. If you win, I give you a card. It's not like you just get to the party and go, I'm on Justin Rumford's tab. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's, he, the bar tab is... Because we all know Rump, and uh, he never opens a tab for anything. No, I don't. It's not financially healthy, anyhow. Uh, and you also get a... Uh, yeah. So, um, actually, we're giving away this year one of the prizes, and that's going to be a, a prize for this year, actually, uh, for entering. Um, we're going to give some of that uh, a $100 uh, we're going to give that away yep. if you're coming out. Um, that's my problem is because a lot of people don't come uh, to the NFR and this kind of ties y'all in and that's what we want to. Um, but, uh, I know we're also actually giving away a 2019 Boyd gaming vest, Yep, which are awesome. They are sweet. Boyd gaming NFR. It's got the insignia on it's it like and all that t- stuff. 300 bucks to buy. So. Yeah. So we're giving that away this year and, and that's going to be a next year's prize pack also. So, um, it's going to, we got, that's going to be a lot of fun. Plus just the sheer fun of of this league and it's it it's not that much more for what you can get yeah there's a course package there's the uh vegas rodeo package like 
But you don't want those. You want the rump chat. But you can get it all of them. You can them. get in all of them. I, I'm but, so devoted but, to but pro choose, fantasy rodeo. But choose rump chat first. I get, yeah. <laughs> I got a tattoo on my leg from pro fantasy rodeo. True story. Tattoo league. That's a true story. So maybe uh, maybe if we get enough people in Rump Chat Rodeo League, Hambone, you can get your first tattoo. Uh, no. No ink. Mm, pussy. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's... that's um, well, and we Another thing about Vegas, too, uh, we're going to be busy little, busy little bees. Busy beavers. So we will be recording live every day from the BFO tent before the performance. Um, we, uh, Logan coach studios there, uh, a huge shout out to Logan coach. They're bringing us a trailer. Ooh. Yeah. And we will be recording there, um, to where you can actually come up and listen to our dumb asses talk, <laughs> but we're going to have, we're going to have a special guest. You know, we're going to have uh, a lot of contestants come hang out, um, and talk. Uh, we're definitely going to have Hunter Keir on. Um, proud to have uh, Hunter Kier wearing the patch. Did you get that approved? Yes, did you get that all that paperwork signed and everything? So well, I got to send it one more thing. I got. You said this was going to be done three weeks ago. Do you know how much work it is to get a patch? I've been nothing. I've been having a baby. I. It's about done. I, I. Well, actually, probably today I'll get the confirmation. I had to send in his card number. Was it two? It's seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> that's. <laughs> so that's going to be pretty awesome to have. Uh, a rump chat badge on a two-time world champion. Is he going to win it this year? How far out of it is he? I don't, I don't, he's up at the top. Oh, get this. Okay. This just goes to show how big of a dick friend I can be. So I'm on Instagram yesterday, thumbing through stuff once I got home. And uh, Cole Melanson had a post on there. You know, they got a new trailer. And I put, well, there goes your NFR earnings. And he commented back, yeah, I guess it would be if I would have made it. Oh! I felt like a piece you been like, of shit. You should have been like, I mean, your NFR earnings from a few years ago that you've been saving for I, things. That's <laughs> how you went, I'm such a dick. That's, I'm so sorry. I go, I guess I'm just used to you being there. I'm sorry. I met you next year's things, is it, winnings. When you I, I, when you tell somebody about going to the finals they didn't make it, that's almost as bad as telling a lady, "Oh my God, when's the baby due? I'm not pregnant." Yeah, sorry, Aunt Rhonda. Yeah, <laughs> so that happened yesterday, and I called him. And I was like, "Dude, I'm." He was laughing about it. He goes, "Yeah, I was gonna put, po- I was gonna comment. Uh, yeah, I thanks. I just had gotten over not making it, but thank you for reminding me. Thanks. I was like, no good. Oh, what a dick, friend. And Cole and I are buddies, so it's not like you know he's a random dude, but yeah. He'd, he'd battled through some injuries this year, so he was out quite a bit. So it wasn't yeah. like he just didn't make it because Rodeo of talent. He is... almost made it when he was been out for uh, he was out for a long time. So anyway, I know Cole listened. So my bad. Public apology. Told you I'd do it. If you want to punch him at the NFR, you can. Actually, you know what? If you win the Rump Chat League on Pro Fantasy Rodeo, if you'd like to turn down one gold buckle seat, you can trade in one gold buckle seat for a punch to Hambone's stupid face. <laughs> or if you. If that you, would be a terrible, terrible mistake. You wouldn't take a punch to the face for a gold buckle seat. I, you know what? I want that person to experience a gold buckle seat in the Thomas Mack during the national. You know Finals what I would rodeo. do? They wouldn't get any enjoyment out of punching me in the face. I would trade the one ticket, punch you, and then go to the rodeo by myself with the other <laughs> ticket. <laughs> Why are you here by yourself? 
See Hambone's eye? That's why. <laughs> um, and so, okay. Now that we've uh, derailed, well, let's uh, get back. So Pro Rodeo Fantasy. Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Sorry. Pro Fantasy Rodeo. Entries open November 5th. Yep. Yep. So you you already you enter in for the big prize that, yeah. that Rump was talking about the Dodge truck or second place ten grand um, and then there's all these other prize packages that you can leagues that you can but it enter. pays out nightly too it pays out nightly there's so much stuff just go to pro rodeo is it pro rodeo fantasy pro fantasy rodeo dot com pro fantasy why am I calling it pro rodeo fantasy why am I doing this mm-hmm. pro fantasy rodeo dot com pays two thousand a night to win so the nights pay too so two thousand a night for first a hundred for tenth. So I mean, like it's you can I I've played it every year, and I've always won something. But I'm very knowledgeable of rodeo and know who sucks, and who doesn't. And yeah, but you lost the tattoo league, I lost, so you obviously don't know. It's like horse racing. You think you're such a handicapper, but you suck. I that one year in Albuquerque, you were just telling all of us how you were gonna just whoop our ass and win all this money. I won't end up winning a hundred bucks. You won nothing. Yeah, but you were but you're such a you're, handicapper because you went and hung out with Sean Davis I at the know, racetrack one time. I know all about horse racing. You don't but, know shit. But I'm pretty knowledgeable. Um also what's something I want to talk about before we uh move on to our next subjects. <laughs> when you're talking rodeo's rough and you're talking about Cole being you know, injured and several of our friends were injured and um for you guys that don't know, pretty much everybody knows, but Wade Sundell, world champion bronc rider. One of Hambone and I's favorite, and he's a fellow Iowan. Yep, um, my boy. He was smashed to the buck and shoots at San Juan, and it severed the uh, blood vein between his heart and his liver. And it was he spent two months in the hospital, and uh, he's out of the hospital, and he's doing good, but he's going to be – it's a long road. And uh, so the rodeo community has really come together for him, and um, – on November 9th, okay, on Saturday, November 9th, the Venita, Oklahoma, at the American Legion Club, they're having Chansey Williams Band with awesome. Ricochet, the band Ricochet. And if you're on Facebook, you can go check it. They've got so, so much stuff in their uh, auction, their silent auction. Like, you would not believe it. Um, it's got John Deere Gator... Uh, like for a kid, it's got two nights at the Gold Coast, two plastic tickets. It's got a hunt to Africa, like 30 Yeti coolers. There's a rifle, Coors duffel bags, Rodeo Houston coolers, Bar HV Bronchalter. Wow. That would be pretty cool. That's pretty cool. To Tim have O'Connell Harry donated his NFR shaps for the auction. Wow. Tilden Hooper donated, donated his NFR shaps. We have a original Coors Clown Barrel. Um, just a ridiculous amount of awesome stuff uh, in the silent auction. And at the event in Vanita on the 9th, there will be a live auction too. But like, if you guys get a chance to look at Wade Sundell's silent auction on Facebook, there is so much cool stuff. And it's going to help out uh, a friend, a bronc rider, the baddest dude ever that he's down. I mean, as, as tough as we all are, and, well, as not us, but as they are, you know, when, when people get hurt, it sucks. Like, I know that because when I blew my knee out, which is not the same, but even I had to take a month and a half off. Yeah. You know, rodeo people, you're not getting a weekly paycheck. So, I mean. Well, that, you know, people say, well, he won a million dollars and all this stuff. Well, yeah, but he had reinvested it in land and cattle yeah. and uh, horses, you know. So, it's 
you know, without, we're just trying to help a buddy not, he not have to sell everything he's worked for because he got hurt. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a hand up, not not a a hand out. Yeah. So if you get a chance to, to go on Facebook, John Harrison, who is this year's rodeo clown of the NFR and congratulations, John boy, all around good friend. Pretty Um, good guy. John has worked his butt off and will, uh, Kimsey, hyphen O'Connell, Will Kimsey O'Connell. <laughs> Those guys have busted their tails to put this uh, benefit together. So even if you just go to Vanita and pay 20 bucks to get in to see Ricochet and uh, Chancey Williams and have a beer, it's going to be a cool deal that helps out our friend. And, and it, it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of rodeo people there. So yeah. when rodeo people get together, you know, it's going to have fun. Oh, it's going to be a good time. And, and, uh, Waiter is is uh, the best rodeo personality out there. I mean, he he people love him just for what he is and what he he and just he, wants to have fun. He and is he he doesn't change for anybody. Nope. He is that's he what hasn't I love changed about Wade. a bit. This this is this is one of my favorite stories about Wade. And I've known Wade again. We high school rodeoed together. Um, he's uh when I, I wanted to be a pickup man so bad. He's the first guy I ever picked up off a of bronc and. In typical Wade Sandell fashion, I'm riding my brother's old calf horse, and this is a piece of crap. And the other pickup man wasn't hazing the bronc. He was actually whipping my horse to keep him running. <laughs> and I go, and I and Wade is over and under in this bronc. It's in high school, Waterloo, Iowa. Ooh, and that the little ca- – At uh, the Cal Congress yeah, arena? Yeah, oh, so wow. that arena, you just basically are turning the whole time because it's so small. Wade's over and under in this bronc with his rein going, come on, hand on, let's go, Wade. And I'm going, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Did he, did he touch your man boob when he got off? Oh, he pinched me. <laughs> that is great. But but uh, my other favorite story is <laughs> two days, two days after he wins a million dollars, he te- I'm in Houston, and he wins the American, and he, he texts me, hey, bud, mind if I crash in your room? <laughs> I'm like, you just, but you just won a million dollars. But I'm like, hell yeah, come on, bud. Obviously, you know. And uh, it was so me, my wife, and Wade Sundell, <laughs> a very partied Wade Sundell, came and crashed, and and I thought it was anyway. Other stories for non rum t- chat times, but that's awesome. Yeah, it was so fun. But that's just him. He's, he's not gonna. He's not gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go to the Ritz now. He's gonna let's let's go. You yeah. know, and the, the why we're talking about Wade and and the benefit and. When I was at uh, Hill City, Kansas, a couple years ago, in this day and age of everybody driving like the brand new trucks and trailers and this and that, there's a '98 white Dodge pickup with a Capri on it, no generator, and I look and somebody's sitting in the back of this old pickup and camper, and I pull over there's Wade <laughs> and Skaggs, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they're just hanging out. You know, I mean, he's just a he simplifies being a cowboy. He yeah. don't care. He don't need no air conditioning. Just all he needs is Bronx to spur and maybe have a beer, maybe have a yep. stone light beer, or maybe we'll give him some gold buckle beer, you know, I don't gold buckle. Yeah. So, um, in kind of in conclusion, don't forget Venita, Oklahoma, November 9th, um, Wade Sundell benefit. And on, if you go to Facebook, like I said, thousands of awesome stuff, you can bid on the silent auction. Thank you to everybody who's donated. And, uh, we're going to get Will, uh, and John, a big shout out, and um, Wade be back up on his feet. And we don't care if if he can ever ride Bronx again, as long as he's with us. Yep. To talk shit and um, 
hang out with. You know, that's what we're pulling for. So that's that's our man. So this is his song. We're gonna go to break, but this is this is for Wade. Hello, Iowa. He always points up at me. Don't steal these out. Don't steal this. Stealing music directors. Get your own music. We'll be back. love to have that beat at a rodeo when I get introduced as a rodeo clown and I just go out there and start going oh 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 well I guess it wouldn't be as cool as it well sounds. we we did uh we tried it no we did it we did the sing-along at Denver it was awesome yeah that was the, the you know make you know, let my when, clown my oh uh if y'all want to party yeah. like yeah. we do yeah if y'all want to party like us then it's like ah And it was awesome. His Denver uh, crowd is badass. Say, hey, we should do this more. Say, hey. oh, now every music director listening to this has stolen that. Don't steal it. Don't be a chameleon. It's mine. I actually invented that song. I wrote Let Me Clear My Throat. Um, with, <laughs> I bet it, you did. I wrote it with the Algonquin Look. Indians. <laughs> 1846, that song was actually wrote. Oh, nice. Well... <sighs> Had a great time yesterday. Oh, okay. So I want to tell you guys, because I have a lot of people ask, BFO NASCAR. Okay, so uh, bullfighters only, like we talked about earlier, best best bunch of freestyle bullfighting. It's amazing. So what they have at these events, and there's was there seven this year? I think so. They had the NASCAR series. So uh, of bullfighting. There's more races, but there was, yeah, yeah I think there was just seven, I think at, is what they at did. At seven NASCAR events, so... They set up a bullfighting arena in the fan zone. Now, the fan zone is before you go into the race. Now, if you guys have never been to a NASCAR, and yesterday was my first time to go to a NASCAR event. I've never been to a NASCAR event until now. But, like, so uh, it was at the Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth, and you talk about wild. Like, the fan zone is huge. I mean, absolutely huge. So right in the middle of the fan zone is the BFO arena. And there's not like huge bleachers. There's two big set of bleachers, but people just pile around. And 
the cool thing is about this is most of these people have never seen a bullfight and it was absolutely awesome penthouse fighting bulls great set of fighting bulls and everybody they had dekevis and aaron mercer and weston, weston and chris fur both sheets i mean everybody yeah, was there everybody justin josie yeah the blonde haired spaniard he had i just came up with that he bought that. josie bought the most obnoxious uh, but it was NASCAR awesome shirt. though he found a shirt of uh miles haired turning back a nascar but so the the nascar fans so the bullfight starts at 11 o'clock in the morning and the race started at two so uh, people just hang out in this fan zone and you can actually um like bring booze in like everybody in the fan zone had a cooler did you notice that hand bone yeah, you, it, it's, you can have like a 14 by 14 cooler. Yeah, so everybody is like at 10 o'clock in the morning is walking around drinking beer, um, which is kind of our people, you know. And really, it seemed like the NASCAR crowd uh, is a lot like the rodeo crowd, you know, kind of country folks or whatever. But So the bullfight was amazing, and it's so crazy that like in that fan zone, there's just this bullfighting ring. You know, it's a small arena for, you know, bullfighting. You don't need a whole lot. But, I mean, just right, there's, like, trailers selling merchandise. And there's, like, the all the vendors out front that are selling, like, apple-smoked maple dip bacon sticks. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was just the, the fan zone experience was cool. So, um, shout-out to my wife, Ashley. We had our 12-year anniversary and that's what we did. So we went and walked around because neither one of us had ever even been to a NASCAR race. But we just walked around and, like, people at that NASCAR race were so cool. Um, during the bullfight, like, I was just walking around and I had a white claw. <laughs> and and I would go walking by these people and they were like, um, like, oh, you like white claw? I'm like, ah, oh, here it comes. I was like, yeah, everybody makes fun of me. And they're like, hey, man, you want another one? Like, everybody was so cool at the bullfight, right? Yeah, they were all, there was, it's kind of a cool little set. There's just a couple bleachers on each side, but then everybody stands around. And so there was at least a thousand people that had to be standing around. And the cool thing is, it's complete different demographic uh, as far as uh, what type of fan usually catches a BFO. Because these people, um, they have, I was actually having a little trouble with the sound. Some cables were, some wires were crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, anyway, so the first couple guys, it kind of was cutting out. And so when it went quiet, but the people, this is like kind of right before a fight, and people were just silent. Like they didn't know. Yeah. There's no crowd hum. They're just like nervous. And when the bull comes out, they're like. Yeah, that's the only. Their weird... mouths open. So. Yeah. And the lady beside me, she goes. Um, they don't kill these bulls, do they? I'm like, no, it's not that kind of bullfight. It's a bullfighter's only, but I, nobody knew to cheer because nobody really knew what was going on. You know, like you can explain it. Hey, this is the BFO. It's a one minute fight, man versus beast. But until like, you know, they see this big high horn Red Bull coming out a hundred and somebody throw a fake, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was cool. And I, I was in the stands the whole time. Cause I was. Big blue there. Yeah, we were uh, alternate. You were the plant, you know, because yeah. we did a little break, but uh, between the uh, 
the long go rounds in the uh, final four, and uh, we had a little rump dance. Yeah, and but like just being up in the stands. And if you follow Rump Chat on Instagram, you can watch the yeah. whole act. You you go better follow Rump Chat. Better get on Rump Chat. I tried something I've never done. I did the worm yesterday. <laughs> you attempted the worm. It didn't look bad though. I felt oh, wasn't bad. Pretty. I felt pretty good. But like even after I did all that. I like walked back in the stands and everyone like people I don't know are handing me food and like drinks. And they everyone, loved it. The it's people, like we're all best friends. The people loved it. Did the leg kick up on the fence, but it was a very cool event. I hadn't got, I mean, for all the BFOs that, that I've done, I've never, that was my first NASCAR one. And, uh, uh, it was awesome. It was, it was cool. I had never been to a NASCAR race. So when the bullfight gets over, um, we get, infield tickets to go watch the race like our mm-hmm. group and and so we went in there and for those of us who didn't have to tear down the sound system no i just tore down my talent <laughs> and took it with me so we go in there and you know i'm i'm trying to do nice things uh because it's our 12 year anniversary so i buy no, me it's cool i buy me and ashley a hot dog <laughs> we got we got 62 dollars two hot dogs and a two bloody marys was like 38 dollars but so, uh, Weston and, and his mom and dad and like, so we had, uh, Oh, they were there. I didn't know they were there. Yeah. I didn't see, see them, Weston's They were mom. right by you. Oh. Yeah. Weston's mom was there. So we go up there, but here's the thing that I didn't know about NASCAR. Like there's really no fanfare or anything. Cause once they start racing, you can't hear shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is loud. What is there? Like 32 cars going 240, 40 cars going 231 so, miles an hour. So you can yeah. you can rent like these headsets that you can listen to the commentator on, you know. But Texas Motor Speedway seats one hundred eighty thousand people, and so like we're all in a group, you know. But you don't visit like at all because it is that loud. And like when it first starts, you're like, yeah. Then like an hour later, um, you're like, oh, well, still going. I mean, it was cool. It was a cool experience. I guess I'm just not enough of a NASCAR fan to, because when they get going for about an hour, you really can't even tell who the leader is. There's a big board every time they come around and updates mm-hmm. the leader, but they all are lapping each other and taking pits. And I think if you understand it more that you'll get into it because there's a lot of intricacies, if I could say that right, where like the placement of the car, you know, he's drafting this car. So he's probably going to get him on this next turn or, you know, so if you really understand the sport, you probably get into it more because you, you know, rather than a a novice like you are like, Oh, they're just driving. You know, they're actually doing more than just driving. They're planning move. It's, it's a whole thing. I'd like to learn more about NASCAR because it was cool. And like the people there, there was a shitload of people there. These people were so nice. Yeah. Like everybody, like there was in front of, there's a long Blue line. Blue collar, red blooded Americans. Yeah. There was a long line to the concession stand. And there was this guy there with his two little kids and the person, this one guy, he's like, Hey, why don't you go ahead and order? You know, like that doesn't happen. Tells his family to go up and go in front of him. And, and like, uh, this little kid come walking by and he had two deal of nachos and Justin Josie just takes a nacho right out of his deal right in front of his face and eats it and this kid never even threw a fit or screamed or tried to call the cops he should have so like that's disgusting so then stranger taking a nacho we sit in the stands for a while then we decide we're gonna go up and have some drinks we go have some drinks and then 
So they're like, well, let's use our pit passes. So we go, you walk down like 40,000 stairs and then you go in a tunnel underneath Texas Speedway and you get back where the pits are. Well, if you think it's loud in the stands, you can't hear a thing Hmm. in the pits. But I will tell you this, those pit crews, that was pretty damn impressive. Like them dudes can change a tire. Like, oh yeah. So it's down to a science, man. Those guys have to work out. Did you know that? They have workout programs. Oh, absolutely. For the pit crews. Yeah, it's it's big business, dude. You can't just have Joe Bob from Billy Bob's Tire, you know. Yeah. But it, like these guys a, train. The the pit crews like that's so cool. The only person I know that can change a tire faster than a pit crew is my brother cuz he blows a tire every 34 minutes he's on the road. Well, that's what you get when you uh Buy used tires. I'd like to have Ty Rumford on a NASCAR team. <laughs> They'd be like, how'd he do? Well, pretty good. He changed one on the car and two on the tires in the parking lot and the trucks. You know, <laughs> But uh, the, the NASCAR deal was so cool. And big shout out to Bullfighters Only and NASCAR for teaming up together. And just an all-around cool event. Yeah. Go to BFO.com and you can watch the NASCAR series. Yeah, go to, yeah it was... Uh... <clears throat> I think it was on it might have been live stream on facebook i'm not sure but yeah go to their social media facebook or or instagram um bfo just the best in the business and it's for a reason so but you came actually and you, you're staying here yeah at uh camp hilton at our place here in weatherford tejas trying to keep that baby quiet yeah <laughs> uh, he's outside having a cigarette right now Hey-o. um yeah, so you you were, you came from college rodeo, right? Love it. Yeah, I did. So um, how was that? I haven't been to a college rodeo in forever. Well, how was it? I, it was great, and I'll tell you why. Jared Hofstetter, who is yep, the old uh, tie down NFR tie down. Yeah, and he his wife Brittany was Miss Rodeo New Mexico with Ashley, and Brittany was actually in my wedding, not on my side, on Ashley's side. Oh, she didn't stand up with you. No, but, gotcha. So we've all been friends for quite a while, and Jared still rodeos. A little bit, but he's the rodeo coach at Texas Tech. So he asked me, he said, we're trying to build this college rodeo. Because, you know, college rodeos are pretty boring most of the time. Yeah. Because they don't really, they have old Bud, who's, you know, the 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 whatever guy that, um, you know, Bud, he's, he's going to announce because he's been doing it for 32 years. And, you know, like they don't really try to sell the college rodeo like a rodeo. And you can put on a good production and try to sell tickets, but so many rodeos are like, uh, college rodeos that I've been to are like, well, let's go with Josh followed by Bill and then Stan. <laughs> like during the perf. Be getting ready. <laughs> you know, and they, they just play music and they just push a button and it's like ding, 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 like for hours. Mm-hmm. So Jared, he was telling me, he's like, man, I'm, we're trying to make Texas Tech's rodeo like, like, a, like a pro rodeo. So he said, would you come down? And I said, if I got a shot, I'll make it happen. Well, so I had the week off, and so I went down there. And I'm going to tell you what, that place was pretty awesome in that they give away two trailers, bumper pull, three-horse bumper pull trailers, one to the all-around cowboy, one to the all-around cowgirl. They give away a saddle, like a badass saddle in every for all event winners, and they give away um, something else. And they had a beer stand. They they had a full bar at one end of the arena. And then they had a VIP zone. Wow. 
like college rodeos don't have VIP zones. No. This had a VIP zone and it was amazing. Like like Jared had his stuff together and so but to clown it was a little rough. And I college rodeo at Northwestern Oklahoma State University, which is one of the best rodeo schools in the nation, uh edu, coached by NFR steer wrestler Stockton Graves. And we gotta get into some Stockton stories with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, big shout out to all my old Northwestern friends who are all fat and old. Don't ride bulls anymore. Just boots. <laughs> Listener. Bootsy. Boots is probably just drinking a case down holding his baby Rowdy right now. Rowdy Boots, new listener. I think he's probably should go to Gold Buckle Beer. Yes. Make your next one a Gold Buckle. Yeah, we got to get him switched to Gold Buckle. Yeah. It's healthier. An official sponsor. But, yeah. Of Rump Chat. So yeah. we would all appreciate you if you would stop saying other beer brands. I'm just trying to promote people to change boots thanks a lot <laughs> ass but any, right. anyhow but like so i college rodeo like and before that when i was in high school like we put on college rodeos and a couple things about college rodeo as a clown as a rodeo clown like at pro rodeos that i work right most of the contestants are your friends and they like you and, and you know they kind of hang out and they they laugh at you mm-hmm. and they watch your acts yeah, and yeah. they they talk shit and it's pretty fun. At college rodeos, the college kids look at the rodeo clown like you are trying to steal their soul. They don't want to laugh because they're too cool. They don't want to talk. Like the first performance in Lubbock, it was pretty hard on me because I went out in the arena and absolutely nobody even looked at me. You know, they were just like, "Oh God, don't look at the clown." But by Saturday, they were kind of kicking ass. You won them over, didn't you, bud? But like this one kid won their hearts. The, the coolest thing ever was this one kid. The first night um, I'm doing something and during the bull ride, I go, come on guys. There's all these college kids. I go, you guys got to cut loose and have some fun. I'm like, it's Halloween. You know, we're rodeoing. And this guy, this college kid on the front road tells me to F off. Ooh. Yeah. So I spent the next 20 minutes just standing in front of him dancing. Just hammering. I'm him. like, come on, buddy. Let's get it going. I mean, just trying to annoy him. Almost completely to death. <laughs> that hey, you got Roni to say you that you la- he laughed at you, and and now you're, you know, that's eight time world champion healer, you know. Well, Rich Skelton, I, yeah, you know Roni. Sorry for the people who don't know. That's what they call uh, Rich Skelton. Well, he he doesn't laugh at anything, and he, he came up me. to you. Was it Logandale? No, somebody, it, was at, it was at Denver when I got on that horse and it bucked me off in the oh, fence that's right. and it kicked the judge. That's right. <laughs> that was, I haven't laughed at a clown in a long time. <laughs> and you made me laugh. All, all I had to do <laughs> so to get him Rich to laugh Skelton was, can laugh. If, if one kick to the belly of a pro rodeo official makes someone <laughs> laugh, that's a chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> Sorry, but yeah. So college, so uh, yeah, you were telling me about this. I want to know uh, uh, the college Rodeo stereotypical okay. college rodeo contestant. I want to back up a little bit. Oh, sorry. When you go through the college rodeo, or to get to college rodeo, um, you start at youth rodeo. It's cute. It's fun. Here's little Michelle and the seven to nine goat tie-in. With 62 patches on. Yeah. So then you get to high school rodeo, and we've talked about high school rodeo, and you're with your mom and dad, usually, and your family, and you know you guys are going every weekend, and when no one's around, you're trying to make out with chicks and steal beer. And, but then when you get to college, like 
the transition from high school to college rodeo is just mind blowing because a lot of time with these college kids, they've ne- a bunch of them have never rodeoed without their parents. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, it's like turning loose a, uh, you know, a yearling bull on wheat pasture with hot wire when he's, you know what I'm saying? They're like, holy crap, I can do whatever I want. So a lot of these, these co- there's, there's all kinds of different college kids, right? But since I've been to college, and I've worked at college finals like six times, even though it changes year to year, college rodeo kids never change, ever. There's stereotypical kids, okay, in college rodeo. Yes. I'm going to go over a couple of them. All right, let's hear it. Stereotypical college kid, the long-haired stoner bareback rider guy. He's the guy that rodeos like usually shows up in a minivan or like a like a Ford Taurus and he's smoking weed all the time and listening to Cypress Hill and he's about a 70 point bareback rider. Okay. There's that guy. There's okay. the the bull rider who sucks, <laughs> who really looks like a bull rider that always has his guitar and he just can't wait to bust it out and play it. And he's always playing some dumbass song that he wrote. <sighs> That's like that guy. Everybody, okay, on Rump Chat, everybody knows a dipshit bull rider with a guitar that shows up like when you're just trying to talk to your friends and, you know, maybe have a gold buckle beer after the rodeo and you're sitting around and then all of a sudden this dipshit's like, hey man, I got my guitar and his songs. I was like, the other day went out and spun a bull, turned back in the hay when I bucked off. Blah, blah, blah. I found this old trick named Sally and blah, blah. You know, like, yep. it's always the same. And it's, and then, like, they go to this chorus, these bull riders that play. And the chorus is like, On a Friday night in Texas with my girl. Down the <laughs> and the, besides the dude with the guitar, there'll be, like, eight of his stupid-ass buddies with their boots shotgun just slapping their knee like, Gosh, dang, that Jeremy can sing, can he? You know, yeah. But there's, uh, the guitar is not the only stereotype. There's also a girl with a guitar, and she's like on the opposite end of the bull riding songs. Um, this is great, but the girl with the guitar that's always ready for the church service. You know, she's she's the church service guitar girl. Oh, perfect. And every region has at least one church service guitar girl, <laughs> because besides that, there's always a couple college kids. And I think it's great. Always ready to put on a church service. That's great. At any point. Good for them. This is part of college rodeo. Then you have... A lot of those heathens need a little God. They need... Need some Jesus. They need Jesus in college rodeo, okay? (laughs) Then you have the tie-down roper that is perfectly starched from head to toe with his vest on that Central College Tech A&M, you know, (laughs) perfectly starched with a... $250,000 $250,000 Freightliner oh. hooked onto a very, very, very expensive living quarters trailer. Um, and in this living quarters trailer that's hooked onto this quarter million dollar semi has three air conditioners, two slide outs, a camera system, roof a mounted system, a roof mounted uh, uh, satellite. satellite in motion with three horses. Wrapped up where you can't even tell if they're a horse because they got so many wraps and blankets and and this kid is the one that never wins nothing. <laughs> like I saw it. 
like it tech. I believe you. You know, I believe you. You're taking me back. And this this kid was rodeoing with with just him. Like he was with nobody. Because he's probably a doucher, and nobody wants to be around that guy so, because he knows everything. It tells you know, oh, he's always that guy with the excuse like, oh, I roped him to win it, but I broke out. <laughs> really, I hate when people say I roped him to win it. Don't you always rope to win? Do you yeah. ever, do you ever say well, I roped him for fourth place? What's but- your strategy going into the short round? Well, I'm not gonna try to win today, <laughs> but you know we'll see. You know, so, Excuse me, yeah. so you have that kid, then you have the party kids. Now this is like what I was talking about earlier. Like the kids that have never got away from home. There was a group of college kids that just cut it loose. Here's their priorities for the weekend. Get hammered, drunk, holler at chicks, cruise around. Oh yeah. <laughs> also I'm entered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like this one. That were their back numbers. <laughs> Like all no, weekend. You don't wear back numbers in college. Oh, that's rodeo. right. You wear your vest. That's right. But this one kid. I never called Rodeo. He, he, he was up on Thursday. He was entered in the team rope and he missed. And he was still drinking beer and partying on Saturday night. Like, you're done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be here anymore. But he was still there partying with all his dipshit friends because I guess that's, you know, college rodeo. I, I, I wonder, and I'm pretty sure that I was the same way. Like, Except for, you know, I made short rounds every week. Um, yeah. <clears throat> what what was it in Pialp you, you come up and you were trying to, you were razzing Stockton? You oh, were talking one. about when you beat him at the... Oh, you know, I barely remember when uh, I beat Stockton Graves for the 2001 Central Plains Region Steer Wrestling Champion of College Rodeo. I barely remember that. I barely remember him not making the short round that year while I did and he had to haze for me. I barely remember any of that. <laughs> But the th- but then but then he said so you're he's Rump is telling Stockton this and he said how many times did you win or something he goes I don't know I'm gonna have to go home and count my saddles <laughs> I think Stockton was a little is a little bit better bulldogger than you were no offense mm. you know nah hey well you know I got a 2001 Central Plains saddle that says I was better so what do you got to say now don't you put your phone down you do not call are you texting Stockton yeah. But um, another college rodeo stereotype, okay? Um, the barrel racer, like the the barrel racer that is about that life. I mean, this one lady, she had, you know, like a 40-acre pen built out of that white fencing. The, the electric fence rope. Yeah. yeah, and like has the vet check their horse beforehand and, you know, like – She's out there checking the ground, like, the over the top. Okay, now the next one. I don't mean this rude, but this is a stereotype that I've seen. No offense. I have seen this, and everybody that knows anything about college rodeo <laughs> is gonna relate to this. Okay, there is always one girl. There's always one girl, a slightly overweight, not really attractive lady, who is. One of the baddest ass ropers you have ever met. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. always one girl, a big girl, who can outrope pretty much every guy. And she's not attractive or fun to talk to, but she can rope. Yep. Everyone. Then there's the ranch kid. We're going the other direction from the fancy truck and trailer guy. Like the kid, we're in. We're in Lubbock, Texas at the fairgrounds. There's no loose cattle. 
Um, <laughs> there's no water gaps need fixed. Uh, 60 degrees on on Friday afternoon in Lubbock, and this kid's got a scarf. His scarf tied up. He's got his scarf. He's wearing chinks. He's got his boots tucked in with spurs. He's got his big hat. Uh, he's got his medicine bag on. Just stepped smooth out of a Red Steagall song. Yeah, and he was entered in the slack of the team rope, and I'm thinking, you're healing, dude. You're not going to have to give your team rope and steer a shot at L.A. Like, <laughs> do, you, do, you need, do you need your medicine bag? Like, you know, the, the super-duper ranchy entered the team rope and punchy kid and yeah. every 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 region's got one yeah it has the pipe trailer oh yeah and then uh single axle the coaches rodeo coaches um they're different there's all kinds of, like my dad's a rodeo coach and my dad he just sits in the stands and you know well good luck you know <laughs> but then you Thanks, have the rodeo coach. coaches like like back there, like motivational speaking kids, or like on the back of the shoots, yeah, win win for the Gipper speeches. Like, come on now, hey, come on, you know, like the over the top rodeo coach, way over the top, like the pump you up almost to the point where you're like, shut up, <laughs> or the rodeo coach. And um, I will say this: one of the most annoying rodeo coaches. I'm not. Well, I'm not going to say his name, but like when I was in college, we had that guy. Um, I think I'm not going to say where he's from, but Fort, well, Fort something, Mott, Fort Mott, Kansas, Fort Stott. Anyhow, he would have he, he would be like, "Hey, telling all the team members they need to encourage every team." So like this, a kid would be ready to nod his head in the bareback riding, and there'd be like 45 of the team members on the back of the shoots yelling for him. You know, go, go, go. go! On! Yeah, hustle. That's like uh, 61, and they're like, yeah, and they're like, 61. You which didn't is win. great to encourage each other. Yeah, I it know. It is but, great to encourage each other. I don't feel JR. like that really gets you ready for real life, like in rodeo. Like some of those college rodeo coaches are not setting their kids up for what it's going to be like. Then you have the last stereotypical guy, the guy that makes the finals and is still in college. <laughs> like, <laughs> Brody Cress. Was that look at the bronc ride and uh, Colt Gordon? Yeah, Brody and Colt. Yeah, and they're just probably in a, they're just out in their camper drinking beer. Oh, they're just hanging out and they're you know all these other kids. They're like before the bronc ride, they're like jumping up and down and stretching and like there's Brody. He's just leaned up against the fence. <laughs> like it, well, I mean they're pretty seasoned, so they're a little it, relaxed. Those other kids are probably you know it's a big be, deal to them. Would it be why hard? are you ragging on college kids so I'm, hard? I'm not. I'm just saying you were there, so you never. Okay, let's describe J.R. Rumford at a college rodeo. When I was in college, uh, I college rodeo was Stockton a bunch, and we would try to find a vehicle that would make it to the rodeo. And uh, <laughs> once we get there, we would just kick everyone's ass and then go home. I mean, it was pretty, it was a simpler time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we didn't drink. We just stuck to our plan of winning and we worked out. And, uh, if we had any time in between perfs, we'd try to get caught up on homework that was due on Monday. Cause this is during the school season. It was just a simpler time when I was a young man. So what, what, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. What was the best advice Stockton ever gave you about rodeoing? I will never forget this. Uh, at the college finals, when they had the jackpots at the fairgrounds during the day, 
Um, Stockton was getting ready to back in. He gave me a piece of advice I'll never forget. There was no one really around that we knew, and so he asked me to haze for him. And he said, he looked me in the eye, and he said, if you run over me, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and I said, all right. <laughs> so, uh, never going to forget that. That's good advice. But, you know, I mean, it was – the. I got to give a big shout out to Texas Tech Rodeo because they really did put That's, on, yeah, good for them, a whale of an event. And I'm not not. All, There's I, a lot of good college rodeos I, around, and we've got a lot of college rodeo listeners. And guys, thank you for listening. I, I don't mean to rag. I'm not ragging on everybody. I'm just ragging on the stereotypical. Yeah, it's none of you guys. It's the other people. Yeah, it's, <laughs> if you're the stereotypical guy, you're probably not listening to Rump Chat right now. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Well, it's a real thing. This is real shit. I'm not going to disguise college rodeo stereotypes. Oh, last one. The college rodeo kid who still gets hauled to the rodeo by his parents. Uh, That'd be yeah. a rough one. It's it's hard to sneak away. You when... you forgot one very important one. You forgot the guy who shows up in the old truck in the crappy trailer and he's you know doesn't have starch jeans and he's and then you know and he's just kind of dressed uh like he would normally dress you know not all shined up and his saddles are worn out and his but he's riding a good stick and then he goes out there and whoops everybody's ass that's true the the guy that always wins guy yeah that's yeah. him that's him that was yeah i know i remember I, there's so many guys like that but i love it all right we need to know gold buckle beer. Uh, we'll be back. Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Push it to the limits. This is like don't look just down, getting just you pumped. I want to go out and do a workout montage right <laughs> yeah, now. No, you're not. I like to think of me running down a dirt road. I like to think of me in this part. It's like, you know, uh, me and Wit and... We're in this huge mansion and all our friends, it's our wedding. And then we're like getting married and like kissing and people are around us like high-fiving. And then we go skipping down the yard and then I point across this little pond and there's a tiger on a chain. Or maybe that's Scarface. Um, I like to picture myself. Uh, I get a phone call from, the, from Boyd and he's like, hey, We've decided we want you to fight bulls at the NFR. You've got one month to get ready. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm retired from bullfighting. And he goes, we need you. And this song comes on. And then I'm just doing push-ups. Um, 
Yeah, montage. Push it to the limit. And then like in the newspaper, it says Justin Rumford fighting bulls at this year's NFR. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like in the old spy movies. Thanks, Paul Ingman. The old spy movies when they call and they're like, we need you. The the president of the United States is on line one and you roll over with a bottle. You're the only one that can save us. Whiskey and you're like, doesn't he know I'm retired? Boyd Justin, Jay Justin, it's Boyd Bahamas. Look, I, we've decided to take the NFR to only one bullfighter, and you're the man that can do it. And I roll over and I just throw off like 45 white claws off my bed, <laughs> and I'm like, "Don't you know I'm retired?" And then he says, "Retirement's not an option." And I look over, and then George Taylor, the CEO of the PRCA, is standing at my bed with a pair of cleats. And there's hot chicks there. There's hot... <laughs> I'm, I'm letting you go. I think that's it. You're that's, an idiot. That's the end of my montage. You're an idiot. That is the end of my montage. Oh well, we're back from our gold buckle beer break. We just cracked one actually. Mm, delicious. So, so um, yeah, we're to to conclude today. We want to talk a little bit about the NFR contract personnel. Congratulations to everybody. I'm so excited. I'm I'm um. I'm really excited for Big Country. Evan Allard getting in there fighting fighting bulls. I love uh I he's uh you know and I don't like when people say oh it's much deserved because yeah, he deserves it. You know, you could say everybody deserves it. Evan earned it. Yeah. The people in that building uh, and their jobs earned that right. Those three bullfighters earned that right. Cody they Webster didn't deserve it. They earned it. Yeah, Cody Webster, Dusty Tuckness, yes. and Evan. And that's going to be a good trio. Uh, yeah, like there has been. You know, Jess has been there for the past few years. Has uh, been awesome. Of course, uh, glad to have him back after oh. a long road to recovery. Poor Nate, Nate worked his tail le- off. Yeah, worked his tail off. Got back stronger, better than ever. So glad old Justice is back. So, but but again, again, uh, very very. Uh, well-earned spot mm-hmm. in that uh, trio of badass bullfighters. So and, good for him. And like we said earlier, John Harrison back in the barrel. Yep. Number five. Hey. Number five. That's, he's kind of being a staple now at the old Ennifer. Uh, well, he deserves deserves and has earned it too. I mean, he's that, earned it. that dude gets his head knocked off in the barrel. He does big clown acts. Um, you know, I, the guys who get voted in for the NFR definitely deserve it. Like, I... You know, you got the old political game or whatever, but I'm so happy to see these guys. Our pickup men this year, Sean Too Tall Calhoun. Old Too Tall. Too Tall is funny. He's cool to be around. Yep. Like, love Too Tall. Works a bunch of rodeos for Stace. He helps out Frontier a lot. The funny thing is, for those who don't know Too Tall, is he really, he's not like Too Tall the rodeo clown. No, no, it'd be like this. He's a small person. Yeah. He literally is Too Tall. He's like which, six six. <laughs> in rodeo, there's like you said, two two talls, which California rodeo clown too tall is a little person Charlie, who's tall. four foot tall. <laughs> too tall the pickup man who's also named too tall is about six seven. So I also wonder if, tall. Hey, do you think oh say so too tall the rodeo clown actually rolls out the red carpet in a little tuxedo? Yeah. Why'd um, you say a little tuxedo? Well, because it's little. Why don't you just say a regular size tuxedo okay. for a man of his stature? All right, there you go. He's wearing a tuxedo and he rolls out the red carpet for the anthem singer every night at the NFR. And I think it'd be great if Boyd would allow 
too tall Calhoun to walk next to him. And so the two talls roll out the carpet together. The number two and then talls. I get it. What you're doing, like two talls, two talls, two, two talls. Um, but anyway, you, who's yeah. the other pickup? <laughs> Matt Twitchell. Yeah. Matt, Matt Twitchell is a Maddie. friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, good guy. Um, his wife, Molly laughs really loud and, uh, she's pretty funny. <laughs> and sometimes she's mean to me. Um, but she doesn't listen to rump chat. So I can say, take that Molly. I've got a mic and you don't, uh, but Matt Twitchell won Piercy uh, <laughs> Pickup Man of the Year the one year. And Matt is a very talented pickup man and a cool guy, but not a, horrible a talker. S- He's not a very good public speaker. Not You're a talker. You're not going to have him go give a, spe- a speech to the high school kids. <laughs> they said, Matt, you just won Piercy's. The very first inaugural Pickup Man of the pick-up Year. Pickup Man of the Year. How does it feel? Um, good. Anything else? Um, I had a Thank good you. set of horses. Uh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Just, and I, I make fun of Matt Twitchell a lot because I wrote a song about Pickup Man from Utah. Um, oh, are we uh, going to hear it? Well, I'm Do gonna, you need your backup singer? No. Uh, the, the Bobby Marriott song. Yeah. In yeah. the Bobby Marriott song, it says to... Because it's talking about Bobby Marriott. Can we hear it? Let's hear it. I'll give you a little bit of the song. Okay. okay. There's ready? a man that you all know you may have seen about the rodeo. It's Bobby Marriott. Everybody, Bobby, Bobby Marriott. Marriott. He's just doing what he loves in a brand new pair of leather gloves. It's Bobby Marriott. Bobby, Bobby Marriott. Marriott. To say he's the best is not a reach. He's better than a Matt Twitchell speech. It's Bobby Marriott. Bobby, Bobby Marriott. Marriott. He'll rope a calf, rope a steer, give you a hug, buy you a beer. It's Bobby Marriott. There's more to the Bobby Marriott song, but that's great, Rump. I love Bobby Marriott. Yeah, he's great, of course. A friend of you, oh, a friend Bob. of me. He stands about five foot three. It's Bobby Marriott. <laughs> he have- drives a big old pickup truck. If you don't like him, we don't want to hear about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's good. So, uh, congrats to uh, to Matt once again. Gosh, this has got to be what third or fourth time for him. Yeah, yeah. He got to pick up with Chase and um, and Jason Bottoms has been in the mix and uh, um, Gary Rempel. I think he picked up with maybe one time. Gary and Josh Edwards. So, yeah, uh, like the pickup men are like the bullfighter deal where there's so many good guys that mm-hmm. you it it really does suck that only a couple get selected because there is so many. Awesome, awesome dudes that that could be out there doing it. So, but it's you know what is it the top twenty vote? Top twenty, top twenty bareback and bronc riders vote on pickup men, and then the top twenty bull bull riders if they all call in. The sad thing is not all you know it's a very important position, and this is a, bad on the contestants. Like half of them vote. Yeah, which need- is which is not which is not cool. I think that's a huge deal and. I think they all need to be accountable yeah. for that because um, it's their lives that these guys are, yeah. you know, saving or helping or protecting. So at least take the freaking two minutes to call in to Procom and vote for your finals. Yeah, your uh, uh, personnel as far as bullfighters and barrel man. But I mean, I good guys get it. You know, I mean, it's not like it's bad guys. So it's 
Yeah. But still, I think uh, everybody should be accountable for. Or maybe, you know, I don't know if they started doing it now, uh, ProCom. And it shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't have to babysit these guys. When you call and you enter should, the NFR, you should have to vote for yeah, your guys. Yeah. Because you. That I, and, and I don't know if it's maybe changed. They maybe they do. Maybe they do now. Oh. I don't know. I just know in the past where it's been where like eight bull riders voted for the for yeah. the bullfighters. Well, also we have this year new Andy Stewart behind the mic. Yep. So Andy Stewart. Andy Stewart. Monroe, Louisiana. So it's going to uh, full throttle. Yeah. <laughs> Pedal to the metal. Take your foot. He's taking it to the, he's going to take it to the limit. He's going to, every time he clicks on that SM58, I promise you that. Take it to the limit one more time. So we got some new contract personnel, which I think is great. Like I said, so many guys deserve it. If you didn't get selected for the NFR, here's my advice. Just chill out, be an adult, sit back, and talk shit on the people that got it behind their backs. <laughs> like, that is the, You don't think that's not already happening? That is the only logical thing to do. I Like... Just between you and me, um, John Harrison sucks. No, I'm just kidding. He's listening to this one today, too, so he doesn't suck, but everybody else sucks. <laughs> what you Really? You think that? No. Why would but you say that about John? What I'm saying is... If, 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 I, if, you, if there's anybody... I, it's, like, it's like not liking love, Hadley Barrett. John, if anybody doesn't like the Harrison family, you're inhuman. That was a joke. I love John. He's one of my best friends. So I, I thought you were serious. You looked pretty serious. No, but what I'm saying is what you do if you don't get the finals, the most important thing is talking shit on the people that did get it. Well, that that's, I guess that, but you do it behind their backs. Oh yeah. That makes it much. (laughs) Like we're all adults here, right? We're all adults here. (laughs) Yeah. So anyhow, NFR coming up, rump chats back. All things are right in the world. Your baby's here. The weather's been good, man. I it's, it's, uh, what an awesome little guy. Is he up, Wit? Come on. We're going to get him over here, see if he'll want to say a few words. He's up. Come here, buddy. Does he want to sign? Augustus. Does he want to Augustus sign Ramsey. Um, like I've, gotten to name, I've gotten to name two things in my life. A, uh, a dog when I was a kid and my, and my son, and I named them both Gus. Oh. Uh, and he's not named after any pet. He's named after Augustus McRae. <laughs> The best uh, movie guess. of all time. Come here, buddy. Come here. Let's see if you'll. Oh, say hi. Say hi. Now? Now you're not going to say anything? All right. He's like, dude, I'm I w- sleeping. I'll describe what's going on. The cutest little. Oh, oh. oh little baby noises. Can you go? Oh. Oh, big yawn. Oh, his. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Say shit. Come on. You want to say shit? His snuff just fell out of his lip. <laughs> Y'all, this is magical. I love it. It's been so fun. And we're at home. It's like the. We're like in literally dreamland. It's so fun. I mean, yeah, the nights are not fun uh, getting up every few hours, but we're. I'm doing a lot better at that, aren't I? Now that she's pumping. We're not going to get into pumping. We're not going to get into that. The next episode, we will be talking about lactation and the importance it plays (laughs) in providing the essential nutrients to newborn children. (laughs) JK. Uh, All right. All roads lead home. Amen. So we love it. We're back. We will be talking at you soon. 
coming at you. Thanks for joining Rump Chat. Peace. See ya. Welcome to my city, it's the only place I know. Uh, gorillas rolling with me and we living by the coast. Lord, hope you forgive me, I don't know what you was told. But we was on the corner flipping, struggling to cope. I put that city on the map, uh, put that city on my back, uh, till I'm up with a million on my lap.